0: The Reaper, The Maelstrom, and The Thief is a Dungeons & Dragons show by Rollcast, intended for mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Full content warnings can be found on the episode's description.
1: Hello and welcome back to the table. As usual, I am Tom, your DM. I am joined by, of course, JB, also known as Ragnarok. Our uh, half-orc bard. Gregor, our dragonborn cleric, played Hello. by Coogan. Coogan to have frozen for a second there. Very regal pose when he froze. That was great. You're and, wild. of course, our human monk, Ivok, portrayed, of course, by Gaz. So, as usual, we're just going to jump straight into the summary, as... Quite a lot happened last session and also nothing at all, but we'll jump into that right now. So having finally begun their trip, the group continued their journey, leaving Dinluika behind and passing through a dense forest. Although they stuck to the path, At both Ebchar and Amrius' insistence, they still found themselves passing through the forest for a seemingly endless amount of time, passing through various mini-biomes within. On the second day through the forest, their journey was interrupted by the sounds of a panicked man running towards them. As he drew near, it became apparent he was a researcher of some kind, who stopped by the group. Upon seeing them, he begged for help, telling the group that they were after him. After some investigation, the group came to learn that the man had stolen a Vespin queen bee and was being chased by a swarm of angry subjects. Rag, the only member who knew what a Vespin bee was and how deadly their toxins could be, pleaded with the group to just be on their way as he could hear the incoming swarm. Instead, though, Ivor opened the jar containing the Queen, and although he found Rags apprehension amusing, he relented, and upon hearing how deadly they could be, he tossed the jar deep within the forest. The group continued on, and pausing only to hear the man's pained screams before silence fell upon the forest again. Slightly, Slightly disturbed, the group pressed onwards. Another couple of days passed without incident, and finally the group exited the forest, and came out into a vast land of rolling hills and plains, with the mountains of Menel Peaks a small speck in the distance. They followed the road for another few days, until on one lunch break, Rag, Gregor and Raynor decided that they wished to hunt some food, as well as try and call Bimit down, who at this point had not been seen in a few days, so he was scouting from above. During this hunt, Reynard demonstrated his skill with a bow to Gregor, killing both a rabbit and a dog that was hunting said rabbit with a single shot, whilst Rag picked flowers and discovered some curious purple creepers which he had stored within his backpack. As the hunt happened, Ivuk and Dravlin stumbled upon a mystery, a set of clothes and belongings less strewn on the road with no visible owner. Although Dravlin cautioned him, Ivach picked up a pendant, and although he was fine in the end, for a split moment, it was as though he could feel his body turn to smoke. This then created a small debate within the group as to whether or not they should investigate, with Ivach wishing to make sure that the group were not walking into any traps. Though in the end, they agreed to leave it, but not before Redmond acquired the clothes and a rapier for himself. At this point the hunting party had returned with their catch, with most of the group being disgusted at the killing of a dog, creating yet another argument between Fu and Reynor. The group continued travelling the plains once more for days, although Gregor lost his rabbit on the first evening due to a tenacious group of rats. On these evenings, Rag decided that he would try and train slash break Bimit, as he was beginning to become concerned that the dragon would not uh, would stop obeying his commands very soon and could pose a danger. Unfortunately, the first night was a bust, with Bimit finding it all very confusing. During one of their days traveling, the group fell foul to a traveling clerk, a uh, traveling cleric. Sorry of the Church of Justice called Mendime. Mendime essentially forced the group to confess any illegal sins they had committed, except Rag who fortunately, for the entire group, resisted the compulsion. It was due to this that the group learnt of Ivax murdering Evergard, Gregor murdering three clerics, as well as their failed smuggling mission, and of Fu committing a mercy killing. Mendine fined them as he saw necessary, but almost fell prey to an attack from an irate Ivok, who only held himself back out of respect for Amryas. Once more the group set off travelling, with Rag trying to train slash break Bimit on the evenings. As the nights passed and the group found themselves traversing canyons and valleys getting ever closer to Menel peaks, both Rag and Bimit found themselves getting more and more frustrated until they both finally hit breaking point, and Rag called off their sessions. Upon returning to the camp, Bimit flew into the sky in a rage, lighting up the sky with fire. All of the noise awoke Ivok, who tried to discuss the matter with Rag calmly, in an attempt to make him see that although his efforts were of a good intent, if he carried on the way he was, he would be the one to push Bimit into the rampaging monster Rag feared he would become. Angry and frustrated, Rag told Ivoc to look after Bim himself before storming off to bed. The next morning, with tensions running high, Rag apologised to Ivoc for his response the previous night, stunning Ivoc into being unable to respond. Only coming to when Gregor tried talking to him. Realizing how rude he had been to Rag, especially considering the rarity of apologies from Ragnarok. Ivok caught back up with him and the two discussed how to ensure Bimit would not become a danger. They returned back to camp to find Gregor discussing previous conquests with Bimit, and although Bimit was still furious with Rag, his demeanour lightened slightly when Ivok told him he had spoken with Rag. At this point Gregor discovered about the training, but respectfully asked Bimit if he wouldn't mind trying to fly with Gregor on his back. Bimit agreed and the two took off in the air, amazing the rest of the group. They hovered high above Ixen before deciding to try and hunt some salt rabbits within the salt plains. And they set off, leaving the rest of the group wondering if they were going to return. And that is our summary. So, Ivok and Rag, you guys and the rest of the group have essentially just seen Bimit And um, Gregor fly off, like just straight off into the air. You're not quite sure where they've gone, um, but they seem to be flying north from where you are. Almost like the distance that you've uh, almost the direction that you've just come from.
2: I'm just gonna look at Rag and try and gauge
3: (laughs) his mood. (laughs) (laughs) Um. No, I'm not going to say anything, actually. Yeah. What time of day is it? Sorry.
1: Um, At this point in time, it is early to mid-morning, so no later than, say, nine o'clock.
2: Well, I feel breakfast would be a idea.
3: <laughs> I guess no breakfast for... Gregor.
2: I'm sure he'll be fine. Hmm. Let's just hope he comes back, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: I'll walk over to the fire. Yeah, the fire is still just like crackling. It is, it is, it's crackling. Uh, I'm just gonna sit down next to it. Yep. so you are now sat in
1: front of the fire. It is... It's dying slightly, as in, you know, like it's still going, but it's starting to, the flames out as high as it was maybe five, ten minutes ago, it's starting to ember down a little bit, but it's still generating a lot of heat.
2: I'll stoke it.
1: With the stoking and the air that's coming from it, flames reach up a little bit more again.
3: I'm going to take my gold goblet out uh, and pour some water in it. Yep. Yeah. Um, on the fire, next to the fire. What to heat it up? I'm guessing. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. You 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 just kind of reach out. You put it in next to the fire. Whatever you're trying to do, and after about two or so minutes, you can see steam starting to rise up from it.
2: Any of our party members up?
1: You can see. Yes. Um, Redmond and Dravlan seem to be conversing amongst each uh, one another as they're kind of packing their tents away. Fu and Raynor are once again arguing with each other. They seem to be almost like in a competition to see who can hack away their shit the fastest. Um Ebchar is just kind of like stood next to the um next to the um cart that's got the water barrel on it. And Amrius is just sat just sat looking out
2: what near us like near the fire yeah yeah
1: he's he's not too far away from you guys at the fire so you both are like sat right next to the fire Amrius is pretty much sat on a tree stump around about ten feet away from the fire
2: so Amrius how long do you reckon we've got now before we reach our destination
1: so Amrius looks at you and just kind of looks <coughs> further down like this little valley that you're at and just Peaks his head upwards. And as he does, you can see, like, the looming form of Menno Peaks. Yes, I believe that uh, if we we travel at the same speed that we have been for the last couple of days, uh, we should be there by nightfall, most most likely. Tonight? Yes, we've been travelling at a very well good pace. And, uh... We are, we are we are making good progress. I believe that we are we're not very far ahead of schedule. There's <laughs> only so far ahead of schedule one can take when they walk. But we are slightly ahead of schedule. Yes.
2: Okay. Well, that's grand. That's grand indeed.
1: Truly, it is. As long as no uh, unforeseen events occur during the day, we should get there with time to spare.
2: Well, that's why you employed our services.
1: Yes. Speaking of which, actually, you have just reminded me. Uh, when that uh, dreadful cleric at Menheim accosted uh, us all, mm. your, your dragon friend uh, Gregor, I believe. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about him in a second. I believe I saw him fly away with your. With your pet dragon, um... But he did yes. mention... bonding exercise, I believe. Mm, very well, very well. Would that be to... Uh, you know, you, uh, we, we will discuss that later. Uh, I do not wish for my mind to be sidetracked here. Um, he did mention, however, along when he was being questioned by Minheim... Minheim, whatever his <laughs> name was... About a smuggling mission that you were... Uh, you attempted to carry out. Tell me, my dear boy, was that, was that recent?
3: <clears throat> I'm going to walk, pick my flask up from here and walk the opposite direction. Uh, okay. <laughs> indeed.
1: He doesn't He it, doesn't notice you, Rag.
2: It, indeed it is. It, it was a rather complicated affair. Just, just keep in mind, it, it was a job that we had to do, but we didn't in the end. We... Decided better of it.
1: Roll deception for me, please, because you're lying out of your ass. <laughs> well, well, no, we didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, but it's not because you didn't decide to, it, it's because you fucked up. Yeah, but we thought we'd
2: better not do it now because it's too late. <laughs> Still roll deception.
1: Nice try.
2: I haven't lied! You <laughs> fucking think. have!
1: What was that, sorry? 19. <laughs> 19. Okay, let me roll for him here for insight against your deception.
2: <laughs> oh, hang on, I've got a plus on that as well, haven't
1: I? Hang on. I hope I you've got I a think. plus because he's. Oh. No,
2: I don't. I didn't decept. decept. That's a word. Yes, you a did. 19. You just. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's, he's literally got a 20. <laughs> Not a natural. I, I can pan the camera down to the dice if you want.
2: I, I believe you I don't yeah.
1: distrust well he distrusts you obviously because he just lied to him <laughs> I haven't lied though <laughs> you fucking have you didn't decide you didn't decide oh no we'd best not do it you decided oh we fucked up and the guy's left anyway let's stab a hole in so, it no
2: I did the duck and it ended up being the next day and then we decided well we'd best not do it then because
1: we haven't got time <laughs> you know what Amrish really just kind of looks at you and goes on his fucking voice there eh, because we're getting help. He just looks at you and goes, hmm, it did not sound like that from uh, what Gregor described. How about you, uh... Amrius, How about Amious. you describe why you decided not to carry out the, uh, smuggling mission then?
2: Amrius, as far as I'm concerned, that gentleman had no right to come up to us with his sorcery and start putting it on himself to divulge secrets that... All of us, I'm sure, have in some way or another. Are you telling me you've been an angel your entire life?
1: It just kind of takes an inhale of breath. No, to do so would be to lie. However, exactly. you heard the majority of my secrets yesterday. And whilst I will admit I was not happy about the uh, circumstances and how they played out, Once a secret is revealed and taken out of the box, it cannot simply be put back in the box, as if we had never heard it, can we? Indeed not. What I wish to inquire about regarding this smuggling mission, and the the time that it occurred, is mainly if it will effects any uh, future dealings we may have. You you say that you uh, decided better against it, but did you decide better against it because of a moral objection, or did you decide better against it because a guard saw you and you decided, no, this is not worth the hassle? You, You understand, of course, if a guard saw you and they can put two and two together, then any potential uh, future endeavours that we may have have potentially been solid by this. Hmm. Can it be both? Of course, my dear boy, it can always be both. However, if it is both, that may throw a... Uh... That may throw a... Uh... What is that term that Ebjar uses? It may throw a goblin in the works, as it were.
2: I suppose this is a matter of ethics. It
1: depends if you
2: believe the end justifies
1: the means. And pray tell, what was the uh, the end to justify the means for smuggling illicit drugs into my hometown?
2: You know, for the life of me,
1: I can't remember. He lets this slide, he doesn't press on any further. Just kind of nods. Very well, well, uh, as I say, I do hope that, uh... this, uh, attempt, this smuggling attempt by yourself, and I'm presuming the rest of the group, if it was yourself involved and uh, Gregor involved, I, I can only assume that Ragnarok was also involved. Uh, I can only hope that this does not tarnish the name of. uh, He just kind of scratches his chin for a second. Of the Solomonari also. Not do very well for people to believe that an adventuring troop such as yourselves are. uh, untoward.
2: No, indeed. Uh, To be honest with you, my only concern when it comes to our name is that people will know we are reliable for the job we are employed for. That's... Hmm. Well, right
1: you on. say that, but, uh... Although this is a bit of a, uh... Well, it's a bit of an odd thing to say, but, uh... Can, if you're trying to... If you're trying to, uh... elicit a response of trustworthiness and loyalty, would you believe that that is... Done by uh, taking on the smuggling mission that you did and then abandoning it. Surely what, it so, shows. Do you, quite we, do you wish we? you wish we? Oh no, no 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 dear boy no no I'm not getting at that I'm just saying that if you are taking on a job, then you should. Uh, you should try to carry it through. If your if your entire creed, if your entire ethos of your of your adventuring troop is uh, knowing is reliability, then you should not abandon it halfway through. Uh, oh as well, Abrys, but...
2: I must admit you are you are backing me to a rather a corner here. One minute you are saying that you do not want to do it, and
1: now you're saying that we should do it. No, no, you, you misinterpret me, Ivach. <laughs> you misinterpret me. I'm not saying that you should do it. I'm merely giving uh, advice for future endeavours. Um, if you are to take on a job, make sure that it aligns with your moral compass before you agree to it. Uh, so that this reliability and trustworthiness, which you are wishing for the word Solomonari to instil, is kept intact. Obviously, at this point, obviously, to me, this job,
2: to me, it, it sounds like you're a gentleman who are arguing that the world is a black and white situation. Oh, and it, oh, if dear we, Lord if Lord we wish to elaborate on ethics, I'm afraid I'm sure we could go on all day. It's the same uh, thing that if we had something to do. Which was for an ultimate good. Would it be worth doing a little bad to get there?
1: Oh, quite, quite. My, uh, my entire question towards you about the ends just to find the means was quite, uh, quite simply towards that. I do not, <laughs> do not be mistaken. I do not believe that everything is black and white. I have, I have uh, partook in. Uh, in quests, as it were, that were not quite as good and evil as one would expect. However, they well, were in my younger days. So you have me at a definitely.
2: disadvantage because that gentleman did not divulge those secrets for me to question you.
1: No, no, Ivok. When you get to my age, you, uh, you notice when one is about to cast a circle of truth. And with some of the abilities that I have, his just ruins cross his like body glow slightly at mention of it. You are able to uh, occasionally negate such things. So, just kind of trails off. Well, okay. Again,
2: it seems that you are questioning our honor.
1: Oh no, no, no! I just wished to ensure that you just kind of scratches the side of his face slightly. Previous exploits would not endanger our current mission or any future ones we may wish to uh, act upon together. No,
2: it won't. Not at all. Especially oh. as soon though we never delivered the contraband in the first place.
1: So... Very well, very well. It, you, you must understand, of course, that, like I say, even though my earlier adventurous days were shades of grey, as it were, the, the name Reap, the Reap family, when it comes to expeditions, archaeology, the study of history and whatnot, is quite reputable and we do not wish to uh, bring it down by illicit contracts. Or by, of course, being chased by guards across half the region.
2: Well, of course not. But why, regardless, Solmanari is a different name to the name that you hold. So our actions actions will remain our own.
1: That is very true. Just, uh, as you are under our employ at the moment, any actions that you carry out whilst under our employ will also uh, carry across to us. We are, at this moment in time, we are linked.
2: Temporarily. We are are independent. It's an independent contract, is it not?
1: It is, it is, my dear boy, of course it is. I I just mean to say any actions that have happened whilst under our employ are linked to us. And, of course, if you had carried out this uh, attempted smuggling mission, after you had been accepted onto our expedition, so after you had returned back from Beggar's Hollow, then it would not potentially reflect wisely upon myself.
2: No, no, absolutely not. I'll tell you this, if we have found for any wrongful doings while under your employ, I will help you with the stocks, my friend.
1: He just kind of laughs dryly. (laughs) Very well, very well. That that is all I look. I hope that I did not bring you too much discomfort with this line of question, but of course you, you understand I have to uh, protect the interests of the group.
2: No, not at all. I understand you are just rubbing a wound that has yet healed. Letting that gentleman yeah, go after such an affront was rather difficult for me. I believe he uh, overstepped his bounds for such a stranger that he was.
1: I would be in agreement with you there, Ivor. Yes, unfortunately, though, just kind of deep into. Whilst uh, King Lival's intentions are good, giving power to such people as that even though the intent is good, the results are often not. And unfortunately, unless we wish to become fugitives from from the very king himself, we cannot simply act upon our wishes and eliminate others, no matter how troublesome, irksome, or reviled as they may be.
2: Indeed. Let's just put it this way. I have a a strong opposition to any ruler that thinks it's perfectly acceptable to go around with a magic stick, divulging everyone's secret in front of everyone. what right right does any being on this earth have to hold such power and be able to do it so willingly without any consequence
1: oh I agree I agree and the next time I find myself in the audience of King Lyville I will be bringing it up to him as as I said I I fear that among certain members or sects of the organisation of the church of the uh Justice Clerics, I believe they may be running um, with it as such. They might they might be uh going beyond their boundaries, as mm. it were. Indeed.
2: And you know as much I fear as well, if I ever meet this King Libel,
1: I worry I will also bring the matter up. As long as oh, as long as you do it in a way that is not seen as threatening you would be surprised at how accommodating King Lival may possibly be. Oh, do
2: you like this King?
1: Like is not the term that I would use I found him to be agreeable and able to hold a decent enough conversation at the very least if I was to compare King Lival with King Titan I would, every single time, say King Libel. However, that does not mean that I do not have arms with him, and there are not areas that we do not see eye to eye. Hmm. Imagine that. Hmm. There is a reason that until uh, the last eight months, I believe it was, that he had a, uh, an advisor who actually worked alongside him. It was not until this advisor left uh, for Belden, I believe it was, that uh, some of the other subdivisions within Zextan started overstepping their boundaries. I believe this advisor kept everyone in line.
2: Interesting. Do you have any word of why he left?
1: Uh, yes, yes. He uh, he decided, uh, he quite often, this chap, this fellow, um, he quite often wandered around uh, Ixum itself to get a general feel of the population, their feelings toward King libel uh, towards life in general, how things could be improved, um, and so on and so forth, when he found himself in Velden. And, uh, well, he was there when the attack on Velden from the undead came, and I, I, I it gets a bit hazy here. This is all just rumours and happenstance. However, it is said that he is now taking a temporary job there as one of the, uh... As one of the, kind of, heads, essentially, of one of the districts. Really? What was this gentleman's name? It just takes a second. Let me just roll let let's see if he does land up. Uh, I... I only met him once, he was not half-elf, he seemed a bit, uh... He was nice enough a lot of the time, but he seemed a bit uppity, a bit of himself. Uh... I believe his name, with that row was Lava Constance. Or something, something along those effects. Lava Constance? Yes, I, I think, I may have got his name slightly wrong, I seem to remember it was... Yeah, uh, it was two letters and three letters. His last name was definitely Constance, though. Hmm. lava Valar, maybe? Valar, Valar, sure. Valar. Vala Constance. Uh, yeah, yes, that's that, that. does ring a bell. Yeah, uh, half, uh, half elf chap. I do believe that uh, he saw himself as a bit of a detective.
2: <sighs> yes, a rather um, effective one, I believe. Rather renowned through many of the districts. I. Yes, uh, yes,
1: that's that is quite why a lot of the divisions and groups uh, that report to the King's in would not dare to step out of line whilst while I was there, as he would be able to almost immediately deduct who was uh, behind it. However, uh, since he's left, they seem to have become slightly more emboldened. What a small land this it is! I've met this fellow. <laughs> oh, his his eyes just—he just raises his eyebrows. Oh. Well, that is a surprise. You found yourself in Velden recently.
2: Yes, we <laughs> was there. In. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, I, <laughs> I was to I, I,
1: I believe I have taken up enough of your time with my blabbering and questions. Uh, your time spent in Velden can be the, uh, the discussion for another day.
2: Yes. That's uh, Sir so Constance. Yes. Uh, yes. I'll go. Goodbye. I'll pack up my belongings and then let's make haste.
1: So <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's this entire time he's kind of like had a little book out that he's been reading. So he just kind of slams it shut. Yes, yes. We we'd best be on our way very shortly. And uh, that he lets you go. off.
3: How come uh, walking back through camp.
1: Well now 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 that no, was, up, you know, just like, oh. I'm just
3: like <laughs> No, it's just in a in a passing moment. I'm getting a bit frustrated. Uh, we need to go. So I'll pass through the camp past the fire like, Come on, let's go No, oh, there you are,
2: Rag. Thank you.
3: i hand the um the cup of hot water I've heated up by the fire. Hand it to ivak I think
1: you now have a cup of hot water. Coffee! Thank you. I need some coffee in it, though. <laughs> it's all in Who's there. Got...
2: Huh? Oh, have you put coffee in it? Have Everything's in coffee? there what you
3: Everything's in there what you need.
2: Oh. Well, thank you. And thank you for your... back up there. <laughs> On that, uh, rather awkward questioning.
3: <laughs> what awkward questioning?
2: Oh, doesn't matter. Mm, super coffee. Uh, and as I pack up my tent I'm gonna say you know I look forward to us becoming independent again after this fucking, you know red
3: Independence as in we go separate ways or
2: no no as a storm and Ari ah. back to being our team what we say goes I am yes. becoming rather tired of these politicking, it's uh, becoming rather testing. Solomonari!
3: <laughs> Solomonari! Solomon Ari
1: As you both say that, like, you just hear in the background, just, Solomonari, hurry the
2: fuck up, we're leaving! That's our
3: cue. <laughs> quickly <laughs> <laughs> roll my bedroll up to stuff it in and... Uh... Isn't is nobody questioned anything to do with Gregor here?
2: Yeah, he said something about it. I said it's a bonding experience.
3: <laughs> uh, let, let's go without Gregor then.
2: Yes, they'll find us. They know the way we're going. And they're in the air.
3: Hmm. don't know how I feel about them. A man down out here. What I mean, mean I know I can, I can, I can protect myself, but I'm a little worried about you, either. You're worried about me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gregor's generally, uh, well, I mean, you and Gregor are pretty. I don't know. Come on, let's go.
1: Is that weak? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so you guys... The out of the wall.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to mumble to myself, mm, maybe independent, independent might be a good idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay, so you guys have now packed away all of your camping equipment. Um, you've got all of your food and provisions and water and everything all stocked back up char once again has taken on the cart with the kind of like large um, tank of water on it, and you're all just kind of making your way through this like little valley and starting to head up up the actual path itself and earth onto the crest. As you hit the crest from this valley, you see that. In front of you are a bunch, a bunch of hills, essentially, as well as a couple of streams um, leading from the mountain. Towards the distance, near the very base of the mountain, is a very small patch of trees, but it looks like this will be a couple of hours away.
3: Is this, is this the mountain? Is this where we're, we're, we're heading? Is this Metal Peaks?
1: Are you, t- are you asking about the actual place that you are at now or the place that's in the place distance? The place that
3: I'm looking at in the distance, Swamrius saw in it? Well, oh, yeah, we yeah. Maybe Ebchar if he's closer.
1: Uh, you are actually closer to Ebchar, yeah. Um, So he just kind of. He's still walking with this, you know, like fucking uh, cart with the water on it. It just. It doesn't even turn to look at you, but. Uh, that's a large expansive mountain in the distance, well, say the distance, posing ever closer to us. That is our destination, Menel Peaks. Before we get there, there are still a couple of hills to climb and a uh, small forest to get to. Before we the
3: assume... base in Menel
1: itself.
3: Well, by the looks right. of it, it's... I reckon we, we, it's not going to take as long to get there, maybe by the end of the day.
1: Yes. Yes, that is the intention. (laughs) (laughs) I I believe...
2: I assume we we will be setting up camp by the end of the day. So we can go in with a full day at our...
1: Yes, it... it, uh, I believe that my father will uh, probably discuss this. It depends on the time itself. If we are there in the uh, early afternoon, we may be able to... uh, we may be able to convince one of the uh, people within Menel itself to put it up for the night. Or if it is already nightfall by that time, we will most likely just uh, camp out in the woods. There's people there? Oh yes, yes, a small, a very small settlement uh, called Menel. Do not forget, Uh, Menel took it, the town took its name bomb the actual mountains themselves, rather than the other way around. However, I'm sure my father would happily regale you with the story of Menel and the mythical mines and Menel Peaks itself. You asked him when we get a little closer to it.
2: Indeed. Perhaps you could set up one of your travelling glyph things there.
1: Yes, that would have been useful. It really would. However, I suppose... My father is getting on in the years, and such a distance from Menel to Salt Harbour, with as many people as we have in our expedition, would be too draining upon him. Well, uh, just... however, you you do raise a good point. It might be uh, it might be prudent to set up one of his veins on the outskirts of Menel in case we run into trouble within the mythical mines themselves. Indeed,
2: quick exit might be a, a prudent course to take.
1: Yes, it, it very well maybe. That is a good idea, I will breach the subject with him.
2: I'm just going to whisper to Raggur, did he just compliment me?
3: <laughs> I can't really tell. But anyway, what, what, what was it? What yes, was it I did. I'll pull back well, a little bit further away. <laughs> 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 you got keen ears
2: there. <laughs>
1: Very keen ears, Ivok.
2: Good! Maybe they'll come in handy. Ivok! Ivok! <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> what was it that Sirik said to us? The people, that will be... That would need to go against... Was that not here?
2: I never know what that pandemonium thing jabbers on about most of the time
3: (laughs) I said to be a tribe of some sort yes yeah I'm just thinking that might be here
2: yes probably
3: and we don't have Gregor or Bimit
2: indeed but I mean there's not much we can do on that is there as far as I can see for all we know it's gone for a week
3: well, I thought I'd just give you a bit of warning now, it just reminded me of it
2: oh it did yes
3: Young right. guard, on guard
2: I we'll keep our eyes sharp and I'll work goes, it's even if, sharper
3: if, yes if anything goes if anything goes to shit then you know just get behind me
1: <laughs> wow fucking <laughs> hell Rag,
2: No You seem to have caught on to this story that I might need your protection.
3: <laughs> well, that's what... That's what Gregor's been doing all this time, right?
2: What? Protecting me?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, you, you help each other out in in your own ways. I always thought Gregor was the muscle and you just offered your your strange wisdom words to him. Indeed. You sort of come as a set you two, don't you? I thought you'd be more worried about him being missing than.
2: Oh yes, because my safety is... Rather precarious at the moment without his protection.
3: Yes, exactly. So if you if you if you need any assistance, just remember to, you know, if there's any problems, then you can just get behind me.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Ragnarok. <laughs> I'll Anytime. be sure to know that you will be my shield in any times that I may need.
3: <laughs> Always, Ivar. Can I smack him on the back? <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little bit of force to jolt him forward. <laughs> <laughs> Iver, for strength, save. twenty. Ah, oh, natural, <laughs> natural twenty.
1: Yeah, a natural twenty. Mm. Rag, right, you try and slap Iver on his back. You hit his back, and first. You lose your footing, as you do, because his back is just, like, so, so he's pretty much planted himself into the ground. So you slap him on the back, and the shock of him not moving at all just kind of causes your feet to slip, and you fall straight on your ass.
3: Whoa there! Jack! You must
2: get up! How can you be my shield on the floor? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I just... I'm just went, 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 went. Get up and walk off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Get in front. <laughs>
1: Be my guard. <laughs> I've got your back, Ivor. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys continue walking for another two or so hours. At this point, it's just got midday. Um, you're all taking a quick break. five ten minute break. Just to have a bit of food and water. I want you both to roll a perception check for me, please. Nineteen. So you get plus a seven. Uh Ivor both you and almost everyone else in the group are just kind of like just resting, having a drink, not really paying attention to anything. At this point in time, you are all on the crest of yet another hill. Although at this point it looks like the majority of them are behind you. There is a bit of a stream just kind of like going up and down on the hills themselves, um, And you're, you're all kind of like just sat next to one of this stream. Um, Redmond's taking his shoes off and he's got his feet in the stream as it's running by. Fu um, has found a rock in the middle of, like a large little rock in the middle of the stream and he's meditating there. Epchar and Amrius are just chatting amongst themselves, excited well, semi excitedly as you you know, as excited as those two get. And Raynor is just like fucking shoveling food into his mouth. you just kind of taking that scene and not really taking anything else. Rag, right, you however, you've kind of you've you've got your ration in, your rations and you're just eating, walking around, just looking up. Um, towards the midday sky. Just kind of like turn around, look back at the route that you just came. And in the sky, you can see a speck that's heading towards you and getting larger.
3: Um, group? I need a group consensus on this. Um, Does anybody see this? I'm sure we'll be fine with you protecting us, <laughs> Greg.
1: Yeah, no one else is kind of paying attention either, they're all just amongst themselves still. In, You're not really in,
3: drawing attention. In the, in the sky? Well, be my shield, won't
1: you? <laughs> What's in the sky? There's birds, obviously. What else?
3: Does this little speck up here, that's getting closer. You're distracting my food first. Just... <laughs> I'm
1: sure so it'll be fine. Ebchar! And if stomps have a What? we look, are look, trying look, look, to look. break.
3: Look. Don't tell me you two Look sh- in the sky. Just looks up. There's birds and Keep clouds. Keep looking. Keep looking. Look at this little speck here. Look. Look at it. It's not a speck anymore. It's bigger. I see look, look. nothing, now Ragnarok. It's, now, it's bigger. now it's bigger again.
2: It's called perspective, Ragnarok. Oh, on the
1: third time of telling him that, he finally actually, his eyes just narrow. Oh, yes, yeah, there's something coming towards us. Mm-hmm. Very well, I will get my father to see what he believes we should do.
3: Is it, is, it, is it a meteor?
1: I'm gonna roll to see if a dramatic a meteor is. <laughs> and with a natural 20. No, Ragnarok, that is not a meteor. There is no trail of fire coming from it or anything like that. Can I roll...
3: Um, you... can, can I roll, roll? Take, Yeah, I want to look closely, see if I've ever seen anything like it before.
1: Um, if you're, che- if you're just wanting to get a better look, that will be perception. If you're wanting to see if you've ever seen anything like it before, I would say...
3: Probably. I'm thinking, is it a meteor? Or is it? A... I would rest.
1: actually say probably survival because survival is like predicting weather and stuff. And I guess a meteor shower classes as weather. So either perception to get a better view or survival to see if you can recognise this as part
3: of the meteor shower. I'll do survival for the meteor. Fifteen.
1: You don't believe that's a meteor. You've seen a couple of meteor showers in your life, and you also know that it's very difficult to see one during the daytime, so for you to be able to spot this doesn't sound like a meteor.
3: I think we're alright. It's not a meteor.
1: I've already told Ragnarok that it was not a meteor, but I am very glad that you've cleared that up for me.
3: Yes, now go and get your father.
1: Just kind of stomps off. Here is footsteps receding. Ivor, can you see
3: this?
2: Oh, my. what's all of us? We're gonna get up and then walk over to what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to see, roll of perception. As Rags pointing up towards the sky.
2: Well, I see sky. And I See. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: guessing you got quite a roll of roll, eh? Uh yeah. A natural one oh.
4: <laughs> And oh. clouds
1: <laughs> You stare directly into the sun, you're temporarily blinded for two minutes.
2: <laughs> and Ah, ah. Damn.
3: Damn. wait wait a minute. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's Gregor on Bimit. What? Oh, Greg, one minute. Is Greg it? Greg, one Bimit. Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's then. I can't see a damn thing, Reg. Bimit! Bimit! Bim
1: uh, do you want to. Whilst I'm also trying to play for time here because someone's left, um, um. do you want to see if. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Uh, do you want to see if Epchar has actually got Amaryus yet? Um. Did you let me know what
2: I could see. No. Yeah.
3: No, no, I've given up on the thought now. Because I <laughs> believe it's Gregor and Bimit. So, right. so
1: if you t- if you were to turn around to look at Ed char, you'd see he's not even anywhere near Amrius now. He's just he's got a cigarette from somewhere and he's just smoking, r- really irritated to like, who Like, fucking. It. Aggressive. It. So yeah, Gregor. as you sh- as you're shouting them. The speck is getting larger and larger, and it is now almost directly above you, and it just kind of, you can see it just kind of changes its angle, and hits straight out. I see. After a, after a split second, two, a pair of giant red wings just play out, and it stops their descent, as both Gregor and Bimit just kind of gently land next to you. I'M BACK, BITCHES! I knew it was you. In it is much bigger now. Uh, he He's the, he is the height of now. Gregor. Sorry, 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 Gregor. He, he's the height of Gregor now.
2: I think it's... it that be Gregor and Mimit, will
1: it? <laughs> Ivuk, you can see again. Oh. <laughs> Look at Iver.
0: I get, I get off uh, Bibbit. Whoa. I just say, yeah. say, well done, Bibbit. Well done.
2: Why has Mimit big?
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll explain. Uh,
1: you Happens to everyone.
2: Yes, but not normally so quick. It should take, certainly for a dragon as well, we're talking maybe a century to
1: be. Just shit the eyes have you been eating gold? (laughs) more shifty eyes which one of you two has Bimit's necklace? that's
0: a good question
3: requires Bimit's necklace to sleep that would be me Bimit just kind
1: of whips his head around Narrows his eyes, just a little bit of smoke exits. Bimit would wish a necklace back, please. Just kind of, you can tell that that please stuck in his throat
3: slightly. Well, of course, Bimit. He just kind of I'll nods up, appreciatively. I'll go over and I'll probably...
1: good. put the necklace over good, good, here. i go... yes. A word, please. Sure. as he's as oh, those two are a walking word. as those two are walking away Bimit just like looks
3: back at Rag Bimit thanks stupid kin and then just starts getting smaller Bimit Bimit did Bimit did what? Bimit thanks stupid kin
1: found stupid kin thanks he thanks
3: of course Bimit
1: and that he just kind of now he's even with the necklace on he's now the size of like a relatively large dog he just kind of like bounds over to where the cart with the water is jumps on top and just curls up on the giant tank of water to go to sleep.
3: Can I tell whether the the size that Bimit's gone down to is the same size that he originally was when he was Let's say the size of a Spaniel, or is he still... He's He's bigger. bigger. He's bigger. He's also growing with with a necklace It doesn't bring him back down to that same size at the time. Yeah,
1: the the necklace only reduces him to a percentage of his actual size.
3: Okay.
2: Right, Ivok. Oh, yes, well, I must admit, Gregor, i I'm rather fun to see you back, our deluded rag, Narak. Well, let's just say I'm glad you back.
0: Ah, uh, I've got some no. very gifts, Sir Ivic. Hold out your hand. Indeed. I just placed twenty gold into his hand. Twenty gold pieces.
2: Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's May what I, have... I got. Where, where, where did you on. get these and? Have you been feeding the dragon these any chance?
0: Well, basically, I came across a corpse on the floor. It's skeleton at this point. No one was going after it. Uh, I had a little look around and found um, just some money. I thought I'd split up with the group.
2: Oh, that's very... Ah, that's very generous of you, Greg. <laughs> Thanks very much.
0: I don't need it that much. I'll be fine. Um, I just call over Rag. Rag?
2: Yes. Oh, I Hold just down. want to... I just want to say, Gregor, I assume that you and Mimit have uh, become a little bit of a bond between you two now.
0: I just you know have, a, I can... I have a bit of a grin and just think, yeah, I would say so. There's no control in that beast, I can tell you that.
2: Fantastic. Well, at least one of us is on a good roll with him, so it's got by blessing. Just be well... a bit careful with Ragnarok. He might be a little bit sore about it.
0: I will do, I will do. Well, at the end of the day, we are both dragons. Well, dragonborn, I should say.
2: I understand that, but Ragnarok seems to, I don't know, might need to reassess what he thinks about maybe him, all of us in the party, on the way he thinks. He seems to think that you are my bodyguard of a sort. What?
0: I'll just give you. I'll just give you a little pat on the shoulder and just say you can take care of yourself. You don't well, need
3: me. So it's just an assumption. Thank you. Oh, here he is. I'm going to. Well, I hate everything you said, Ivor. I'm stood here with my hand out. <laughs> he's he's
1: literally been stood next to Gregor, yeah, awaiting Gregor's gift this entire time. Oh, <laughs> well,
3: what is it? What is it? We all. What is it? We all need to <laughs> look out for for Rag. Anyway, that's my cue. I'm going
2: to gonna get back to my lunch.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just literally popped 20 mm. gold into his uh, pocket, uh, into his hand as well.
3: Ah, oh, Gregor, where did you acquire this?
0: I came across a dead corpse.
3: Oh, you said no, you were stood there, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I still didn't know where he acquired it from.
2: I just asked him. <laughs> He did. Yeah. I must have missed it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 and I gave a bit to minutes as well. That's why he's grown.
2: <laughs> you know, sometimes our players can I players it. Like, I all three of you are just trying to make it difficult
1: for
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Thank you, You, you,
1: you, you mistake me there, guys I'm trying to make it difficult for all of you.
3: <laughs> do I um, feel compelled by anything with this gold I'm just being placed with? How do you mean compelled? Compelled is in my case.
1: No, because it's been given to you. You don't see any other like items that are calling out to you. Now, if Gregor had have shown you the gold, but not giving you it, then you would potentially feel compelled. But as it's a gift and he's giving it to you, you're fine.
3: Oh, thank you, Gregor.
1: I thought we should split up the bounty,
0: whatever we find. Agreed. Just let Judge look at Rag just as a long look, just knowing. <laughs> oh, what he's gone. There's that. And then I'll just walk, and then I'll just
1: walk, walk off. There's the rest of the group. There's. As you're staring at Rag, like just staring at him, it just starts raining, like heavily <laughs> raining out of nowhere, like a thundercloud, Just like a-
3: Well, now that we're all uh, we're all back, should we uh, assume our positions and let's get
0: let's get going and heading
3: over into them and Pete's over there. See if we can get a a late afternoon. Destination. So,
1: like I said, at this point it's about 11 or 12-ish. You travel for another 8 hours until you are now at the edge of that large forest section. Um, it is now starting to get dark. It is pretty much dark before you even enter the forest. Um, as you are heading up the road, it kind of splits... There's a split in the road, essentially, with one heading... One one, one one of the paths of the road heading straight into the forest, and the other curving outwards and leading elsewhere. You know as you what I'm do? Appro- I was going to say, as you are approaching it, Amri has just kind of turned, so he's facing all of you, and he's still walking backwards. And he just, like, kind of gestures back towards the forest, uh, this is the uh, direction that we must be uh, going at the moment. Uh, this is a short walk through uh, the uh, forest. However, I do believe it may be prudent of us to camp out here for the night. You will say that people of Mineral will probably be uh, less enthusiastic about uh, putting any of us up for the night if we are turning up at this time of the night.
2: Indeed. May I suggest we scout the area as well, before Nightfall?
1: Uh, whatever for, Ivok.
2: Just in case. We, we are, we're near uncertain lands, we're not sure what might be a foul around this Oh, the,
1: the people of Menel are all very kind, very nice. They would, uh, not pose any kind of harm to yourself or myself.
2: Indeed. i just feel better to scout the area.
1: Oh, yes, yes, please, feel free to. We will uh, set up camp, and then you can scout away, as it were.
2: How far forward is the village again, sorry?
1: it is just through the forest, so uh, a couple of hundred feet, I would assume.
2: Oh, right, okay. It is only a small forest. (laughs) Uh, Well, I am. Doing to do that before they call and walk
1: okay, so you guys. We also
0: do a bit of scouting as well. Yeah, I'm Gregor, for go, food with, go
3: well. with him, Gregor. Got me right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Gregor, go. I'm not. Ragrock,
2: yeah. I am perfectly fine, but Gregor, you can come with me if
1: you wish.
0: <laughs> I'm looking for food.
1: You know, I don't know where this r- misconception that Rag has came from, but I'm fucking loving it. Okay yeah so you I, guys head...
4: <laughs> <laughs> I do it's great.
1: Uh so you guys head into the forest until you're pretty much what you assume is bang in the center of it and Amrius is kind of um not insistence uh suggestion you'll start making up camp for the night. It's at this point that if you wish to scout out you can.
2: Yes, I would uh, like to go. 200 feet or whatever it is so I can see the village and look at the village and see what's going on there. And I'd also like to do a perimeter of 200 yards around the camp.
1: Okay, is anyone else doing the same or similar?
2: I'm looking for food
0: at this point. I kind of go the complete opposite way that uh, Ivok's going.
3: I'm going to go and okay. look for food as well. Okay, so let's start off with
1: Ivok then. Ivok, uh so you are, what are you doing to begin with again, sorry?
2: Well, I'm going to walk, 200 feet, I'm just going to walk all that and stay out of eyeshot shot of the villages and that, but I want to look at the village and see if I see the villages.
1: Okay, you hear the occasional twigs snapping and everything, you hear a very occasional bird as well, some insects around, but then you reach the edge of the forest itself. And you can see that there is indeed a very small settlement, like just at the base of the mountain itself. The settlement itself is surrounded by pine trees that have... In the forest that you're in at the moment, it is um, kind of like redwoods, essentially. But around the village, around the settlement, there are a couple of pine trees. Some have been cut down, others haven't. You can see that there is a single, well-worn dirt road, and on that dirt road there are, again, numerous pine trees, some of them being sowed down. You can't really tell too great, unless you would like to roll a perception check, but there seems to be a bit of a metal vat, uh, a metal tank, and there are a couple of wooden shacks, as well as one or two slightly larger buildings. The wooden shacks themselves you can't really make out too well because it's got dark but none of them seem to be in bad shape from what you can tell
2: well i will do a perception check on that tank but are there any yeah. signs of life like smoke from the chimneys or lights as it were
1: um okay so
2: eight on the roll for the tank eight yeah so unfortunately
1: So, unfortunately, um, due to the light or the lack of light, as it were, if, you know, there's no sunlight or what like that, you can just tell from the shape that there is a large tank, but you can't actually see any details of the tank itself. Uh, in terms of any signs of life, one or two of the shacks do seem to have some smoke rising up from them, and outside each of the shacks and the other two buildings, there seem to be um, there seem to be white lights emanating. It takes you a second. It looks like they're almost suspended in midair, but you can see that there is a small cage around each of these white lights. It doesn't look like fire or flame because of how brilliantly white this light is.
2: What are these? What these are outside of the how these hooks?
1: Yeah, like yeah pretty much next to the doorways. They're not casting out that much light, but they're casting enough that you can see, like, the doors of these shacks.
2: Right, and I can't, but I can't actually see anyone physically.
1: No, no, it looks like whoever whomever is in this village has probably checked out for night.
2: Right. Uh I Think I don't have that much. (laughs) Right, okay. Okay. Uh... (laughs) I got anything that I could set up to like now. Foul of liquid half weeding. Yeah. I suppose I'll just I'll make my way back then.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you've now seen this small settlement essentially, and then you start heading on your way back. Rag and Gregor, what were you two doing? You were searching for food.
0: Food? Um, food.
1: Yes. Yeah. See, so, so you head out, and as you're heading out, you see that Ecthel and Amrys have already got their tents set up. They just kind of sat out in front of a fire. Uh, Fu is once again meditating just on a rock. Dravlan and Redmond appear to have already gone to sleep. And Raynor is just like stabbing at a tree. It's random with stabbing a tree.
0: Right, I get Weasel out again.
1: Yep, your Weasley is still with you. Yep, he's not disappeared yet.
0: Weasley, let's go hunt some rabbits.
1: So, Rag, like you see as this weasel kind of like, you didn't notice it before, but it being curled up on Gregor's shoulder, just kind of unwraps, like goes down to his hand, just and yeah. off.
3: Meek, What is that?
1: It's a, it's Wheezy.
3: Oh, the mm. fucking weasel. Just kind of looks
1: you know, at you, totally right? just right. you see a, you see a nose shuffle.
3: Hmm. You know that's food, right, don't you, Gregor?
0: Hmm. I just turned to it. Just grab grabbed my a, little, just grabbed a uh,
1: knife. You my see knife, the weasel kind of take a very slow step back away from you. <laughs> I'm joking.
0: Try and go for a rabbit.
1: You don't think that weasels can really understand common, but it just kind of nods its head at you and then just darts off. I'm
3: oh, not that mean. I am. Oh,
0: you are, Gregor.
3: Right, sure, I uh, well, I'm going to take my crossbow then and uh, get down and into the forest. Yeah. And start uh, listening. Start with. Okay, roll me. Uh,
1: Gregor, are you doing something similar as well, or are you just waiting for Weezy?
0: I'm just waiting
1: for Weasley, but I'm crouched out. Okay, so roll me survival with with advantage then, as you're just kind of like allowing the talents of the forest to fill you. And also, yeah, you definitely have advantage because you grew up in forests doing this, essentially.
3: Two, nine. Um, Survival? Yes. Nine.
1: You grew up in forests doing similar stuff to this, but you've also been out of the forest for quite some time. And as such, you You've kind of forgotten stuff, and you're unable to pick up any tracks at all. You're unable to hear anything. yeah apart from the occasional bird and everything. but in the back of your head, you just kind of hear, boy! Look at the ground for broken twigs. Have I not told you this?
3: Yes, Father. Uh, with that, I will take off the the padded armor that I'm wearing. Yeah, because it's uh, it adds extra weight, which also gives me disadvantage on stealth. I'm going to take that off or drop it next to me. Um, look on the floor for twigs and proceed to and try it again. Do you have dark vision
1: or anything like that? Yes. Okay. Roll again, survival with with advantage then. Eighteen. Okay, so this time, after hearing your long deceased father's voice in your head, pretty pretty much chastising you, you look down at the ground, and you see that there are a couple of broken twigs, and as you're kind of, like, moving the twigs around um, to see, you know, like, how long it's been since that twig was broken, you see um, a couple of small rabbit prints.
3: Um, Let me cast uh my canship with dancing lights yeah um and just leave two of the lights uh, above my armor that I've just taken off
1: yeah so your
3: armor is now illuminated um uh, all, all three lights sorry I'll leave there um and all then all lights are illuminating your armor. I'll proceed uh, to follow the rabbit tracks.
1: okay so yeah you you kind of like creep along quite stealthily without your armor on. Um, you follow the tracks further and further and further into the forest. Roll a perception check, please. Five. You continue following the tracks further and further along until they look like they
3: jump into a bush. Can I get down to the bush and smell? Yeah. Smell around. Can.
1: That would be... As you crouch down, you would need to roll me. Unfortunately, it's not perception because that spot here I detect. Smelling is not quite the same. What are you trying to smell for exactly?
3: Um, any flesh, any, any sign of life. Um uh. Uh, I'm trying to smell for a rabbit, really, because I've, I've seen rabbit tracks, so might have... I'm trying to smell for rabbits, but anything else is, is also a bonus. Uh,
1: roll for a nature check, then, please.
3: 20, not a natural.
1: Okay, so with that 20, the unmistakable smell of a rabbit does fill your nostrils. Well, in addition to that... <laughs> You do also smell the very familiar metallic coppery tang of (laughs) blood. Still there. You can still, after that initial, after that additional snot, you can smell blood still.
3: Uh, Can I turn my gaze to where I. to smell it? Can I follow it?
1: It's behind the bush.
3: Uh, It
1: seems to. Yes, as you open it and peer you can see that there is um, there is a rabbit's foot that's on the floor and a trail of blood leading away.
3: Um... I... I'm going to take my dagger out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to follow the trail of blood.
1: Okay, so you kind of... through the bush. Um... And as you're heading still around, following this trail of blood around, you can start hearing you're heading west. No way. Yeah, you're no sorry, you're heading east. Um, away from the camp, further into the forest still. And as you are, you can now hear the sound of a stream. The blood seems to be leading towards the stream.
3: Scream. Stream. Oh, the street, a stream. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I'm going to proceed with caution, but I'm still going to follow the blood. I'm, I'm just going to get right down in the reeds.
1: Yeah. Well, as you continue approaching the stream, you see a figure. It seems to be kind of half sprawled out on the actual rocks next to the stream.
3: Can I make out what this figure is? Is it humanoid?
1: Uh, it's definitely humanoid. Um, if you roll the perception, you might be able to get a little bit more information. Eleven. It's a humanoid. Uh, it's a male humanoid. Looks to be the average height, average weight. Uh-
3: Am I within 120 feet of my dancing light? Uh, that's a very good question. I can't seem to find my dice
1: board. Oh, the ring. You are. 50 feet away. Feet away, okay.
3: I'm gonna call one of them lights. Yeah. Sure. I uh, call so- it? I just hold my hand up
1: yes yeah, so the second you hold your hand up it's just like a whoosh and the light is right above your hand just hovering
3: I want to throw it and I want to wrap it around this figure um, and then have it have it bounce off and go in a completely different direction
1: okay So, so yeah, you throw it, it you throw it and as you do it kind of like illuminates the almost pitch black like last little bit of forest before this like stream clearing it heads straight towards the figure that's on the floor and as it approaches you can see there's more and more blood um, it reaches the figure and kind of like twirls around the figure and you can see that the figure appears to be a man, a middle-aged man you would probably guess. Uh, he's kind of like laid on the floor he's like moving slightly but he seems to be in a bit of pain. He kind of wraps around and then heads back illuminating the rest of the forest as the stream itself is left in darkness. As it does that, as it's circled around him you can see his head kind of like move over and you see the weight on his body shifting. Is there anyone there? What's that light? Yeah. Is that a person? Oh, thank God! You gotta help me! Thank the gods!
3: Yeah, I'm gonna come out the bushes and walk over to him, stealthily, looking around left and right, along the stream. Are
1: you... Sorry, are you trying to be stealthy as you're approaching him?
3: No, not him. I'm. I'm just trying ah. to be
1: stealthy. Uh, yeah, so...
3: and that's in the vicinity. Uh.
1: You don't need to roll a stealth for that, I don't think, at the moment. Is it an open um, clearing
3: if I come out of these bushes here? Is it just like yeah, an open a, clearing with a long it, stream?
1: Yeah, it's like a long stream, there's like pebbles and rocks and stuff around, there's one rock that's kind of like over the stream itself.
3: Okay, I've got my dagger in my hand still here. Uh, crossbow. Hand on, arm on another crossbow.
1: The, as you approach me he sees you. Oh, thank... Thank the makers, lad. Oh. Just kind of, like, looking up at you. I know how this looks. It doesn't look good.
3: What is the matter?
1: Well, I was hunting, as you can probably tell. And as he moves up, you can see that all the blood is... He's kind of shifted his way, and there's a lot of blood, like, on his chest and abdomen. That's not mine. That's a rabbit's. I heard something in the woods. Thought it might be wolves or something. So I decided to run. Ah, oh, Christ. No, Christ. Christ does not exist in this realm. Oh, Gods. <laughs> and, well, I, I kind of got ahead of myself a bit and he just kind of points towards his uncle. I, you know, I fucked the old uncle up, you see. You, could you help me out, lad? Like, either a potion or just. Help me up back on my feet, take me back to my village.
3: Where is your village?
1: It's Menno, it's, it's literally mm. just past here.
3: Can I uh, feel some of the blood? Like on it's his blood chest? Off his, yeah, off his chest, yeah. and smell it. And I'm gonna taste it. Roll me in it to check. And tell if it's rabbit. Um, eleven. You taste the rabbit blood... Oh.
1: Uh, ah. Oh shit, I gave I I the fucking game away there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I that, is rabbit, that is I guess I think it's almost time for a fucking break, Christ. Um, yeah, fine. You taste the blood, you realise it's rabbit. Within eleven, somehow you figure out it's rabbit's blood. No, you um, you taste the blood. You can't quite tell from the blood itself whether it's rabbit or human blood because blood tastes like blood. But as you look down and as you kind of reach down to like swipe the blood off, you see that there's no more blood appearing on this man. So you can only assume that it's coming from
3: that rabbit. Right. So that I can't see any open wounds anywhere. Or there's no. There
1: doesn't appear to be any open wounds on him. It just seems like to yeah, get this rabbit that he's shot and then crushed as he's fallen. Has created master blood.
3: I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna feel his ankle. I'm gonna check over his ankle.
1: Uh, medicine check and please. Four. You kind of like just you try and be gentle and delicate. You've seen people do you know like checks on ankles and stuff before, and you know that they place both their hands on the ankle or on the area that's affected. And because no one's ever actually taught you it, you don't actually know how to do it. So rather than being very gentle and just you know, like casually tracing it to see if it's in the break, you just roll, you just kind of clamp your hands onto his ankle. The second you do, you just say, ah! Fuck! Hey, Alright, what right. the hell? Alright.
0: Do I hear this?
1: Roll a perception if you want to try.
0: uh 15
1: you hear some shouting yes
0: right do i see do i see rag at all or no
1: rag has gone off into the woods you can you can hear like shouting and stuff but you're not quite you know the general direction that it's coming from you don't know that rex you don't immediately know that rag's involved you probably have a suspicion but well rag went in that direction so
0: I'm going to think that it was him. So I'm gonna kinda just rush rush over into that direction.
1: Yeah, so you rush over and as you get to the scene like, like I said before there is a lot of blood everywhere and um, there is a nice, you know, stream, stream and you see Rag kind of like tapping this man's leg as it's like, Lad, ah, I told you, don't touch my ankle. That's where I heard it. Do maybe. Touching. Touching it, Ain't gonna
3: make it. Yes, yeah. yeah. Maybe I should. Uh, oh, another one of you. My karma, my karma. I need to do a good deed. What's uh, happening? What? Did you him. attack this man? No, no. He's falling he over. And he's fallen and hurt his ankle. The blood's not his. It's the rabbit that it's been hunting I'm gonna scoop him up, pick him up.
0: Rack, rack. Put him down. Put it down. Let me have a look.
1: Lift him oh. up, put him down. Uh <laughs> oh, make up your make up your mind. at this look- point, I wish I- my wolf had just taken me out.
0: Can I have a look at this uh ankle then?
1: Yes, roll a medicine check, please.
0: Sixteen.
1: So, yeah, just like Rag, right, you kind of, like, put your hands on the side, towards the side, and as you do, you see this man wince in anticipation for more pain. But you do manage to do it a bit more gentle. you can still hear him, like, largh, largh, as you are touching it. Oh, but you do, rec- you do right. recognize that he's sprained his ankle.
0: Is there a way that I can unsprain
1: it? I don't know, can you heal people?
0: Oh, yeah, Actually, yeah, I'm going to cast... I um... don't oh, know what... Uh, I'm going to cast a spell... Mm, yes, here we go. Uh, to be honest, that is an object. I was going to say, uh, can I cast Mending?
1: We've done this before when you were doing the smuggling mission, you couldn't cast Mending and Rag, or either whoever it was who broke their ankle. You did heal them, but not with mending. Cure Wounds then, it'll activate. Okay. So, yeah, uh, cast, you... So gone?
0: Yeah, I just cast Cure Wounds onto his ankle.
1: Um, how many... What hit points does that restore?
0: It's... Stars 1d8. 1d8. That's a D eight.
1: That's, That's a V8. Mm, okay. um, so yeah, you kind of put your hands... Again on his ankle um not actually on them just slightly off them, and as you do you kind of focus on this this brilliant radiant light and you see as this the brilliant radiant light is actually like illuminating his ankle and you can see it's this dark sickly purple color and as it kind of like glows around it you see it start to turn back to a normal fleshy kind of color the bump where he' sprained it he's, like strains itself out. And as it does, as the glow fades, um, he just kind of looks down. Ah, that's you know what? That's 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 miles better. Thank you, lad. I I I got these. I'm not sure how great they are. I, I some some other guy gave them, but I I, I want to give you something to, to 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 say thank you. I mean, I can't really give you the rabbit. He's kind of he's kind of pushed himself, but. So like, he's like half up, half down, and he kind of gestures, it's kind of, kind of everywhere now. But, and he pulls out a pouch, i got these. There's some beans. Beans? Beans. Apparently, I've not tried them myself, but apparently, if you use them, something, uh, something might happen. You know? What if you eat them, or do you plant them? Oh, no, 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 lad, lad. Do not eat them. You put them on the floor.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
3: Gre- Gregor Gregor.
0: Yes.
3: This this man is from Menel.
0: This man's a wife? He's yeah. from Menel.
3: Menel. The village that we're that's that right next to us. Yeah, we're
0: going is, into there
1: tomorrow.
3: Out. Oh that's that's awfully cool.
1: That's awfully nice. We you know what? Tell you what, pop by my house tomorrow and I'll have I'll have the wife uh pop you up a stew. That sounds Very good. Thank yeah. you. you can keep your beans, it's fine. Are you sure? These are some mighty good I'll beans. I'll have some. Kind of looks at you, right? I suppose you, uh, he did try and help, just chucks them to you. Catch them. Okay, Please. roll. Hey, back. <laughs> are you checking how many beans are in there? No. Alrighty. We're going to have to do that later then. So, yeah, you put it into your backpack. And will you be alright getting home? Or you, you need an escort. i sorry. He's just kind of pushed himself back up now, and you can see he's gingerly putting his foot down. But after after a couple of taps, nah, I'll be right now. All I needed was some. I Obviously, if he hadn't he, he have help my uncle there I, I, I need it but it's, it's only a couple of hundred feet away wife will be uh wondering where I've been
3: <laughs> wait wait a second wait a second what is it that you're doing out here such a late oh. hour
1: well I wasn't here I didn't start here uh, such a late hour I came out about two or three hours ago get a rabbit for tea hmm and then I've been on the floor for a couple of hours. It was light when I fell, and now it's dark. So, he just kind of raises his eyebrows,
3: just like, What are you going to do?
1: Well, hurry up home. I'm sure your wife will be missing you.
3: What is your name?
1: My name is a name that I definitely have, and I've always had, and it is... Bradley. Bradley Norton.
3: Bradley, Bradley Norton. Norton. Alright, Bradley.
0: Do you know where you live? Well, yeah.
2: Yeah, It's just so
0: we can Remember. come come by at one point, so I can probably claim some of that stew that your wife will be making.
1: He definitely didn't say that as a just, uh, you know, like, off-the-cuff type of thing. He's definitely gonna prepare that stew. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it is. Uh, well, there's a good tavern. My house is just on the left.
0: Brilliant. Yes, I think I'll pop around probably tomorrow. Hey,
1: right. This sounds good. Sounds good.
0: Stay safe, and I'll just walk back. Weasley. Weasley.
3: Um. I'm going to look round for some more rabbits. Okay. Uh, on, my one more... To, on my way back to the lights.
1: Yeah, we'll do one more roll before we take our break then. Rag roll your survival roll to see if you find any rabbits.
3: 18.
1: As you're heading back, you see a rabbit just bound out of the bushes in front of you.
3: Um, dagger. Throw it. Throw me a dex check then, please. Eight.
1: The rabbit bounds out in front, you throw it and it just kind of like grazes past its ear. Just whoop, into the tree, next to it. Crossbow second shot. Dex, you just whip out your crossbow. Not even two-handed, it's just one-handed. Just whip out the crossbow and you shoot it as you whip, it, uh, whip the crossbow out. Nine. The crossbow bolt lands next to the knife, embedded into the tree. Last roll before I call it for break
3: tentacle rod <laughs> <laughs> three rubber right. tentacles all aimed at this rabbit
1: ah fucking hell that is a that is a deep cut is that one fucking hell yeah roll to hit uh... pay each of them i think as well so us
3: roll your first one i'm just reading it um, Each tentacle makes a melee attack roll with a plus nine bonus
1: I fucking hope you hit this rally with a plus nine.
3: 26 for the first one. You... you... You throw the dagger
1: with your other hand, as if you realise it's missed, you pull out your crossbow, you shoot it, but because of the whipping motion, it causes the bolt to go a bit too high and land next to the knife. As you realise that, you pull out the rod, the tentacle rod, and just slam it down. As it slams down, one of the tentacles unfurls, and kind of like as it's unfurling. No, sorry, you pull it back, sorry, and it unfurls. As you slam it down, one of the tentacles just hits the back of the rabbit's neck and just smashes it into the ground. The rabbit is not moving.
3: Um. Okay. I won't bother with the two. I'll just pull that back towards me. Yeah. Until I have the rabbit in my hands. Until what, sorry? Until I have the rabbit in my hands.
1: Yeah, so you're kind of cautiously walking towards the rabbit. Its back leg is still twitching slightly, but otherwise it's not moving.
3: Yeah. Pick it up by its by its back legs. Yeah. And just give it a thump <laughs> On its Real head. Roll a... Roll a Twenty-one.
1: You punch its head and its head explodes. But the rest of the body is still completely intact.
3: That's one job done, I suppose.
1: Right, so... Yeah, Rag, you have now gathered up all of your... ...items, so your um, your crossbow bolt, your knife... Uh, ...or dagger, sorry, and your armour, and you've made your way back to the campsite along with Gregor and Ibek is also there. It so
0: did Weasley is... find any rabbits?
1: No, there was only... Oh, wait, no. Rag got a rabbit, yes. And he exploded its head. Oh, Unfortunately... Um. Oh, that's a good question. Weasley, after you get back to the camp, just trots back up. And yes, he does have a dead rabbit in his mouth.
0: Yay! I just grab it. Start skinning it and roast it
1: on the fire. Okay, I'm going to say that that gave you one, one ration. Do i just eat that then. Yeah, you're just eating it straight away. Rag, are you doing similar to see if you... Yeah, I'm going to... Ri- yeah, oh, I, I just pull a piece line. off and just give it to uh, Weasley. So Weasley just kind of chomps at this, ty- uh, this little piece that you've given it. Rag, you do the same, you skin it, you roast it, and you get one ration from it. Cue. So, as night has fully fallen and you all fall asleep, I would like each of you to roll a d20 for me, please. Natural 20. Okay. Natural 11. 19. Okay, so Ivok and Rag, you both wake up completely refreshed, you feel the best that you have felt. Well, either you wake up feeling completely refreshed, you feel happy and everything, Raggy you wake up feeling the most refreshed you've ever felt in your life. Both yes. of you gain a point of inspiration. Hey. Gregor, you sleep less soundly. You do manage to go to sleep. You do get a decent night's sleep. But you don't get any inspiration. Ah. So it is now morning. And yeah, you are now on the outskirts of... um, You are still in the... You are still in the like wooded area. But you are just on the outskirts of... um, of the village of Menel. As you're all waking up and you're all getting up and packing away your tents and whatnot, Amrace is now in the centre just addressing you all. It's just kind of walking up and down. There we are. Uh, we are to be heading into the uh, small settlement of Menel very, very shortly. I uh, would suggest if you have uh, any food that you wish to uh, buy, upon, any drinks or anything like that, we uh, we do that now, so we are able to uh, pass through Menel. Unfortunately, due to our time, we are bang on schedule, as it were. We are unable really to stop in the uh, tavern or the store in Menel. However, uh, upon a successful expedition uh, into the temple, we will we will of course be able to restock our supplies once we have left the Mithril Mines. That's absolutely fine. I'll be happy with
3: that. I'll consume one of my rations there then.
1: Yep, so you have consumed a ration rag. You just kind of you just take out the rabbit that you had roasted last night and just just devour it. I eat
0: my last ration.
1: Is that all of your rations gone now? Uh, Ah,
0: yes, that's all of my rations gone.
1: Well, let's hope that you don't take that long in the mines. It'll be fine. Either I've got we... bag of tricks. That... oh no. We've still not decided whether or not a um, creature from the bag of tricks comes to sustenance or not. Um, have ye... are you eating a ration as well?
2: Yeah, I've had one of mine.
1: Yeah, so yeah, all, all three of you are just kind of like sat around the dying campfire just eating. As you do, Um, Raynaud walks over to the three of you just kind of crouches in between you all so I feel like there might be something that might scare these country hicks at the base of this mountain can any of you three take a guess as to what might scare a bunch of country hicks you? (laughs) I scare everyone here, but not me, no. No, I can place nicety nice if I need to.
3: What is it that you said? We're gonna find...
1: No, there's there's something there's a member of our expedition group Uh that might be a little frightful to a bunch of people that live at the base of a mountain. Do you know... What that might be. Me? Rag? Are you just saying random words now? Well,
0: I'm Dragonborn and he's Orc.
1: You know, actually, you do make a good point. Ah, maybe we dress you both up so you don't look so friendly. No, that's not actually what I was on about, but that is a good point. We'll hmm. be fine. We'll be fine. But no, I don't know what. Mm. I mean. Your dragon? I'm talking about your dragon, Christ. I keep—I don't know who this Christ is. Keeps on coming back to me for some reason. <laughs> Might be a minor deity or a magician. It's a very famous magician in Waterdeep. <laughs> Javier. Are you, are you talking about the Goblin? Goblin the Javier Christ. Yeah, he was. He was a hell of a person. But no, I'm talking about your dragon. Your dragon will scare people.
3: He's a dragon. He's, well, he's got his necklace he's on. He's got his
1: necklace on. He's, st- he's, he's still a dragon. A dragon oh. the size of a dog is still a dragon.
3: Well, we can get into, f- I don't know, Greg or fly above or something.
0: I think he can follow us into the mines.
3: Oh, no, yeah, Into the Mines, yeah. I mean, uh, I think he's more talking about going through the village first.
1: If we don't really want to set a riot off and have people attacking us, do we? I mean, we could kill them all, and I personally would love to kill some country hicks. But that dickhead Fu over there will be all like, Oh, hey, Raina, it's like the it's like the brothel all over again. The worst impression of Fu I've ever heard. I'm trying to do an impression of Foo and letting you know how much of a wanker he is. Well, he's, he's disguised as a dog, and from
0: everyone that sees it, it will just look like a like a little... Well,
1: like a dog, I a, a dog with wings that can't even say bark. Bimit. It's called Bimit, however. Bimit, kind of... Um, I've just dropped something there. Um... Binit uncurls from the top of that water tank that he was still on. Just kind of leaps. Just...
0: Yes. Quick question. Can you bark? Just... Bark. Bark. Bark, bark. problem solved.
1: Just kind of looks across the three of you. Why make Binit bark?
0: Well, basically our friend here Raynor thinks that you might scare the locals, but <laughs> I know yes. that. I know you can you can scare <laughs> anyone Yes. but will you just keep low and just try and be as friendly as possible we don't want to cause a panic
1: It should not be seen as Bimit.
0: Yes, but for some reason Raynor thinks that you might I don't know, maybe turn. Like, turn into your actual form in the middle of the
1: village. He just kind of pauses for a second. Mm. That's in. Does dragonkin still have items? Bimit got insult playing.
0: Absolutely fine, I don't know what you're worrying about.
1: No, say say that again, sorry you cut out for most of that.
0: Sorry, see, Raynor is absolutely fine.
1: No Bimit asking, Draggingkin. Just kind of headbutts towards you, Gregor. Just Draggingkin, items Bimit got, Bimit found, in salt Ah.
0: Are you willing to show that to the rest of the group?
1: That just sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it Sphinx time is right.
0: Plus be funny. Alright, Bivit. Show them what
1: you can do. So, do you? what do you take out with your, like, satchel? If you want to describe that to people?
0: My satchel?
1: Yeah, you know, like where you're holding your items and stuff like that.
0: Alright, I pull out, uh.
1: See if you were paying attention during that.
0: It's actually the red. I pull out the red gem. Not that. The,
1: th- the things that Bimit picks up during his little one to one with you.
0: I didn't think I picked anything up. I just literally remember him seeing a satchel.
1: Dragonkin gives Bimit the satchel. Yeah, satchel. Yeah, he's basically asking for your bag that's got the stuff in it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I just give him to it,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, so Bimit just kind of like. Tentatively just kind of like bites onto, Bo- onto this satchel and. Rag and Ivik, you see Bimit just kind of trot away into the forest. You lose sight of
3: him. Where's he going?
1: You'll see. You'll see. So, after about 10 or 15 minutes pass, um, Amryus and Echa are still, you know, telling you all to basically start packing up and everything like that. Uh, I'm assuming you guys are packing up. Yes, Yeah. Okay, so after you've finished completely packing up and everything. Um I want just you two to roll me a perception check, please. Who oh,
3: you two? Um Rag and I this.
1: <laughs>
3: Four. Four, okay. Sixteen.
1: Okay, that I can work with. So, Ivor, you're still just kind of pretty much focused on packing your stuff away. You you spent a bit of time meditating before you started packing away, trying to find your zen again. So you're running slightly behind. Um, however, Rag... Sorry, frog my brother. Rag, you've already packed all your stuff away. And you're still wondering where the hell Bimit may have gone.
4: Mm.
1: So you're looking out into the forest itself and you actually take a couple of steps out in towards the forest and as you do you see someone start to approach you. Looks to be a human. Or a humanoid type of figure.
3: Who goes there?
1: As you say that they walk further into view And just, you can see on their face, there's a big smile on their face. This person is standing around about six foot tall, so just a bit shorter than you, give or take. And they are really quite, they're quite muscular. The person has some spiky bright red hair. Seems to be about medium length, down to about their shoulders. But it kind of falls up and over their face, just around their eye. Their eyes themselves are icy blue. And they've got quite an angular face with a broad chin. And they are wearing a simple cotton-spun shirt, which is fastened with black cords, and they've got some black trousers on, but no shoes. And slung over their shoulder is what you recognise as um, Gregor's satchel. I
3: recognise that as Gregor's satchel.
1: Yes, you do. You've been around Gregor enough to recognize it instantly.
3: Hey, what are you doing with Gregor's satchel? Who are you? Another
1: never smile as they take another step towards you. I'm, um. I am um, a little offended, Ragnarok, that you don't recognize me. I am a little different now, but... Walk
0: towards him and just... Thank you. Just grab my satchel.
1: Yeah, he just hands the satchel straight to Gregor. I'm uh, guessing just lo- they've not figured it out yet. No, I don't think
3: so. Can, can I do I not recognize this person? Uh, Roll me
1: a wisdom check, please. One. A natural one, or? It's
3: a normal one.
1: You have never met this person, you've never seen this person in your life. Yeah, I, I don't
3: follow. But Gregor, why did he have your satchel? <laughs> of course not.
0: I just let out a big laugh. I just put my hand onto his shoulder and go.
1: This is Bimit. This big grin on his face.
3: Don't, Gregor, don't play with me. I'm tired, and I really would like to to leave and get this expedition done.
1: As it tired as you were when play? you tried to break me, Rogue. Come again? Yes. You know all those evenings where you were trying to make me sit or fly or jump for cake.
3: Meet? Yes. How'd you go? Walk, walk over, get, get really close.
1: Yeah, literally like inches away.
3: Just, just circle around the the figure,
1: Gregor, like he did when you. Like like when you did the exact same, he just kind of stretches his arms out to let Rag get a look, a 360 look. Bim is? Is it? No. Yeah, no. Is, is it that hard to believe? Do you. Are you telling me, Ragnarok, that's all your time on this earth? You don't even know that dragons can do this?
3: Bim. Yeah. Oh, my. My arms around him.
1: <laughs> Either, you can't see this, rug, but Gregor, seen as his facing you, Bimit looks like kind of uncomfortable over this. Just like, okay.
0: <laughs> I just let out a big laugh and just take it, Bimit. Just take it.
1: Okay. Rag, he lets you hug him.
3: Big kiss on the forehead. Bimit! <laughs> just.
1: Yes. What? It is Bimit. It is I.
3: You're a person now.
1: I mean I'm still a dragon.
3: How it's did just... you do how how did you do this?
1: Well and he kind of looks at you, looks at Gregor, and then looks back over at Ivoc. Ivock at this point in time you've you kind of come out of your meditation and yeah, you just see this this tall muscly, bright redded head person just staring at you. Well. Uh, uh, and who's this? <laughs> Hello,
2: Ivok. Stranger? I- <laughs> <laughs> this,
3: this is this is Bimit.
2: <laughs> Have you been back on them mushrooms again, Reg? <laughs>
3: I've it's never, I've true, never it's been true, on Ivox. This is Bimit. It's, this is Bimit. Okay, Bimit, Bimit, I'm so sorry for what I did to you. Mm-hmm.
1: All I wanted, Rag, was to be seen as an equal member of this group. When we first met, we th- you told me, Andrew Ivach told me, that we would be in this together, not as a pet.
3: Not we, as are, a weapon. we are yeah we are in, it, in this together you made Sorry. me
1: feel like I was a pet or a weapon I know I know I did
2: yeah I must have nodded off in my meditation because this must I must be asleep right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> I you are not asleep I do understand how this this might be confusing to one who is not of dragon. But my kind, when we reach a certain age, a certain level of power, we're able to do these things. I would already reached it earlier when you, when you both so kindly started feeding me gold. However, it took time for my mind, just kind of pushes towards his temples, for my mind to actually catch up with my body. It wasn't until I was high above the sky with Gregor that that finally happened and it all clicked. My kind have the ability to take on the form of a human. Only once per day but it can last as long as I want it to.
2: Madness. What, all day? Theoretically, yes.
0: Look
2: at their face. So theoretically, you could stay human indefinitely.
1: I would turn back into a dragon whenever I slept. And of course, I don't quite have the same... Well, I have a lot of the strength I did. Just kind of like... Oh, you can't see that on the camera. Just kind of like clenching his hand. I have a lot of the strength I did. And... Well, I don't know if I could breathe fire still, but I certainly can't take flight like this. So there are limitations.
2: Yes, but... Certainly handy, nonetheless. How long... Well... What, what, what happens now, then? What, um, are you still part of our crew?
1: I am part of the crew if I am... an equal part of the crew, yes. If I am not a are. pet, if I am not a weapon, then... I will be happy to journey with you. As I find out more about my kind and about my history.
2: Yeah, indeed. It seems like we all need to find out about your kind and your history.
3: I would agree
1: there. it Yes.
3: Please take this. I'm going to
1: get my. <laughs> <laughs> what is this?
3: A <laughs> handy crystal, this crystal I've got. My backpack. Please take this as a token of my apology, and I hope um, that we forward as as is, an equal
1: party once more. Is it just a normal? Is not just is it just a normal crystal? Is it a normal crystal? Is it like a magical one or?
3: Um, it's. Well, how I've got it here, arcane focus is a special item designed to channel the power of arcane spells. Okay. It can be used. So it's- as a spellcasting focus, as described in the spell. Uh, okay,
1: system. so it's it's a spellcasting focus.
3: Common crystal on the
1: arcane focus. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't you. Know, like, he takes the crystal and boom, he's he's now dead. <laughs> so yeah, <you, laughs> no. he, you you reach out and you like hold out the crystal to him, and he just smiles. He picks it up, just like weighs it in his hand. Thank you, Rag, but um I can't accept this. I don't have a bag, and dragons don't have pockets. But I appreciate the gesture all the same. Maybe one day, if I have a hoard or a place of my own to call my own, I will take this gift back. But for now, I entrust I it to you for safekeeping
3: thank you thank you yeah maybe we, we can put a we can put a necklace around it or something some rope and you can wear it around your neck when you fly something to remember it right?
1: well unless you're about to pass away anytime soon I don't really see the need to remember you
3: Perfectly possible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he just he hears that <laughs> yes this group have, is quite wily like that
3: I have a reputation glare at
1: Oh, I know about that reputation, Rag. I've been there for a lot of it.
3: Would you still be
2: doing things for steak, then? Oh, has that a time gone <laughs>
1: now? <laughs> oh, I'm either, despite... Regardless of the form I take. I'll never say no to a good steak. <laughs> I realise that I rhymed that there, and that was
3: not intentional. <laughs> I'm not the bard here. Well, we are all out of steaks, is
0: so then I look
3: at, is Reyna oh, okay. notice this? Uh that's a damn good question, because you were all,
1: you're close to the campsite yourself, but you have all, like, stepped away from him. Oh. Raynor has not seen this yet, no. He's like, he's pretty much packed everything away, he's got his rucksack back on, and he's with the rest of the group about to set off.
0: Reyna. What? Do you remember when you Which said that it? we might have a problem with the dragon?
1: I do, have you sold it? Yeah. I just... Just like. <laughs> and who is this hunk of fucking awesomeness? I'm so glad you asked. Would you like Why?
4: to... Why? Why?
0: Why? I just point to... Uh, just look at Bimit and just, like, for him to introduce himself.
1: So he just takes a step forward... And just, like, big grin on his face still. Haha <laughs> Raynor. I don't think I'll be causing any harm or terror to people today. He takes, Raynor takes a step back. You're fucking with me. You're fucking with me, right? T- turns to Gregor. He's fucking with me, right? Is that, it's is Ragnarok throwing his voice to a mannequin, right? I
0: just have a big grin on my face.
1: Ah, uh, shit. Ah, uh, shit, I said it was awesome. Hmm. Your words... Well, uh, very... well, at the very least, he's not going to eat me now. He'd
0: probably beat the shit out of you as I walk away. <laughs>
1: Okay, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, Reno's just like, okay, I heard that.
0: Come on, let's go then. Oh, to, to be honest, actually, before we go, I just turned to Bimit. It's like, uh, do you need any weapons or anything like that
1: when you're in this form? You know, that's... This, I've forgotten how I sound for a second. Give me one second. I'm probably gonna sound the exact same in a second, but you, you know, that's That's a good question.
0: I just pull out I just pull out my back, my mace, and my quartz staff. And just show it. Which one?
1: Ooh. Oh! I was not expecting Bimit to have to choose uh choose what weapons I have. Uh he's spoiled for choice this boy. Uh so what's the stats on the mace the, what's the, like, is it strength for mace and strength for staff, or is it, like, dex for staff?
0: How do I see that? Literally got, i have got proficiency? Yes. Attack type, melee, reach, 5 foot, damage, 1d6.
1: F- actually, I think quarter staff will also be strength check. Is it's it's, just boss, double check. It's, like, it's all bludgeoning. Yeah, it's all bludgeoning. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll just double check. Uh I should know this off the top of my head, isn't it, Um Okay, so Bimit kind of like just smiles again and just grabs the mace off you. Now you're armed. Hmm. I have to say it's just kind of raises the mace and just swings it around a little bit to get a feel for it. Having a weapon isn't quite what I expected it to be. (laughs)
4: It's
1: weird when it's not your own flesh and blood, which is the weapon.
0: Well, you can use it for protection if you need it. That's
1: if you need it. I appreciate that. He just kind of stirs it on his back. Right. Shall we be off? Shall we be off?
3: Yes, yes.
1: As you're saying this and you rejo- rejoining the group, you just hear Raynor again, right, have we all stopped gawking at the human dragon? Can we leave? <sighs> let's go, let's go. Good. And as you approach the group again, yeah, each, each member of the group just expresses various sentiments of wonderment and amazement at the fact that Bimit is now a human. There are lots I'm, of different interactions. Like As I said, I there's know. lots of little different interactions that I'm not going to fully detail because I'm not doing nine different voices interacting with the same one. But, you know, everyone's amazed by it. Everyone's like a bit incredulous over it. Amrius is just... Whilst the rest of them are still kind of like, oh my god, what the hell? Amrius is just kind of stood with a small smirk on his face. Why notice this? Uh, you can roll a perception check if you want. Hello. Gander. oh 10. You don't notice the smoke on his face. Yep. You're too kind of caught up in, you know, being it just being pretty much accepted by everyone.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll leave it at that then. It's like, just look at uh, Amarisa really at that point, point. it's like, shall we give Shall we get moving?
1: Yes, yes, I do believe that uh, it would be a wise idea, despite how uh, there's been excitement and merriment this morning. We do, after all, have a task that we need to carry out. So yes, I I do believe that we should head on our way to Menel itself. Okay, I've got my things. Yeah, with that, you all set off again, and within five or so minutes, you start exiting the road, uh, the woods, and you see that you are still following the road. And as you follow the road to the exit of the forest, you see that you're almost at your destination, the mountains of Menno Peaks, pretty much looming directly over you. The road continues, and to Rag and Gregor's surprise, not Ibex though, there is a small settlement at the base of the mountain. And as you approach the settlement itself, in the early mid-hours of the morning, the sound of life fills your ears as you hear the denizens of the settlement just working and just living their life generally. There's a couple of people just... um, logging large amounts of wood. There's some others that are just walking in between houses. Some look like they are um, walking sheep and stuff out and they're kind of like passing you as you go by. Looking like they might be heading towards other fields. At the moment you're walking down a dirt road which is pretty much well worn and as you are making your way down, as you are all just kind of walking side by side you see that As opposed to the trees that were behind you, like the redwoods and whatnot, these are all pine trees. Some of them are still fully intact, others have been sawn down, and as you are starting to approach the village itself, with um, multiple shacks, wooden shacks around everywhere, the smell of pine and burning wood and food kind of like just fills your nostrils. Mmm.
0: Interesting smell. Is this like like a mill village or something?
1: uh, Yes, very similar, as you can see uh, Amory's kind of gestures to the sides. These are uh, some very special kind of trees that only grow around the mountainous regions and uh, the people of Menor make their trade by uh, uh, utilising these trees in various manners. He's continuing to walk and is now pretty much almost approaching the settlement itself. And as he does, he kind of like points towards the uh, shacks. And as he does, you can see that each of these shacks seem to be made out of the same type of wood that uh, the trees are made out of. They're quite small, but they are constructed very well and each of them are in very, very good shape. Like some of the other villages that you've been to, the wood seems slightly (laughs) frayed or cracked Whereas the pine wood on these are all in impeccable, like, shape. They've been treated and dyed, so their colour is slightly darker than usual. And all of the roofs are thatched. And in front of them, on the doorways, you can see that there are some metal cages just hung in front of the doorways. Looks like they've got their
0: lives easy here. Well, I'd say easy, but... Looks like
3: they work, where they're hard working, but they live a good life. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's where. Uh, maybe that's where Bradley was. Again. Maybe that's where Bradley was. Down in this little settlement down there. I
0: guess I have to go and visit him at one point.
3: Yeah.
0: If we got time.
3: I think on the way back when we. Uh, Maybe we can grab a couple of rations from him, at least.
0: Ah, good point. Good point. I was the one that healed his leg.
1: I mean, his that dental. I'm the one that did all the shit, Rag. You did nothing. You just made it (laughs) worse.
3: I'm going to go and ask him a big big conversation about his his life and his backstory soon, so...
1: In around about four or five sessions, when someone has had time to flesh it out before the end of
3: this session possibly that's not going to happen
1: <laughs> so as you're as you're starting to walk through, <laughs> as you're starting to walk through yeah amris is still pointing to these shacks yes yes uh the the people of metal like I say make their trade here and uh, in fact their houses are a testament to the finery of the wood that is here they do trade. With people who pass in, pass out, they do actually supply uh, sextant with a small amount of wood per month. Um, but it is not only the uh, it is not only the wood, of course, where mineral makes its trade. Uh, if you wish, I could, as we are making our way through this smaller village towards mines, I can give you an ever so brief history lesson towards uh, mineral and what has happened around mineral in itself.
0: As he said that, can I have a look around for Bradley? Roll me see a perception if I, See if I see
1: him. Roll me a perception check.
0: Nine. Bradley is not around at the moment. Can I just look at a random person and just go, Bradley! Bradley, is that you? And as I start walking away.
3: Can I have a look around to see if I can see him? <laughs> Roll
1: perception as go. goes like Bradley. And this random guy just... Oh, bloody hell, it's Bradley! Marcus, <laughs> well, how man? Three, <laughs> yeah. You don't see Bradley either. You and Gregor are just kind of like staring off as Amris is like, What would you like to know about the past of this uh, this settlement and how it came to be? Oh, they're already walking away. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, okay, so Ivak, yeah. Amris is still walking through the actual village itself and he's just ask you if you, do, if you want to hear about the history of this place. But he, he sees you nodding, and he's just like... Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, go? you asking me again? Alright. I wasn't, but yes, I can do yours. Well, you see, the village of Menno actually appeared after the Mithril mines were opened up. Uh, the Mithril mines themselves, you'll see, were opened up Many many years ago now, uh, approximately uh, five or six hundred years, I believe. It is quite it's quite the thing. He says as he's still walking through, and you are now starting to slowly approach that giant metal basin that you saw before. Um, But yeah, as he's as he's walking through, it's quite the thing. You'll see. Um, Back in the five hundreds. Uh, the current king of the time, King the Six, requested that the uh, Viobode of Luna at the time carried out a survey underneath Mineral Peaks to see if there was any uh, valuable resources, as it were. And uh, one of the surveyors actually found a large chunk of Nifril. So of course, of course, uh, the, uh, the king uh, gave permission to Viobode to create a mine, the Mithril mine that is, and just shy of a year later, the Mithril mine officially opened, and many of the nearby elves, uh, the wood elves in the nearby forest, volunteered. However, unfortunately for them, not many of them were able to find any Mithril at all.
2: Just about you see, to say,
1: why trade in trees if you have Mithril? Well, that is quite, that is quite, that is quite right, yes. Uh, It it, wasn't to be found out until later that a theory appeared that the Mithril that they found was uh, actually due to a local thief who had stolen stone from some stores and had buried it there for safekeeping. But of course, of course, the fire couldn't simply shut down the uh, mines uh, it would look, it would look ridiculous for them to be all like. Oh, we we spent hundreds, and thousands of pieces of gold and platinum opening this place. So instead, they uh, they told the elves to continue uh, digging. Uh, and after some time, the elves actually managed to find crystals. And uh, these crystals, uh, I believe, you are acquainted with them. myself, yourself, and the rest of the uh, Solomonari are acquainted with these crystals. They are the New Mine Crystals. New Mine? From here? Yes, yes. Well, uh, there has been various theories about it. Um, one of the theories is that these crystals are just normal crystals, but something about the, the elves that work in the mines give them power, you see. However, uh, jumping forward a little bit, just a slight spoiler, the crystals are now inert. The uh, crystal elves do something to make the uh, new mine crystals inert. You see, uh, the new mine crystals are tied towards the Fey, and as you well know, the worship of Fey and Fey items have been outlawed within Ixen for, for many a century now. Indeed.
2: Let's reel back a little bit here, though. Yes, if, yes,
1: of course, of course. If we're going into those mines...
2: Yes. ...and there are new mines in there... Yes. ...I understand the ones that the elves have found inert inert, but what about the ones that haven't been found yet?
1: You see, that is the great mystery of it. We are unsure if the crystals that are found, when they are found, are they inert? Or... Uh, uh, are they powered? Is it the Crystal Elves themselves that somehow give the Crystals their powers or are they naturally powered?
2: I just ask because not me alone, but many of us in this party rely on certain mm. tactics that involve magics and whatnot. Oh, of It'd course, be, of course. we would be rather disadvantage uh. if we just suddenly lost all our powers if we got in some strife down those.
1: Yes, of course. Well, I'm afraid I do not quite know myself. I've never actually been into the uh, Mithril mines myself. Um, But uh, if it is the theory that the uh, crystal elves give them their powers, then you should be quite alright. And remember, of course, Ivok, that not all new mine crystals are the same. It is only the pink new mine crystal that uh, renders one magicless. Oh. Okay. Nonetheless, though, we, we carry on uh, with our timeline here. Uh, around about uh, two years after they started finding the uh, new mine crystals within the middle of the mines, the crystal elves started burrowing further and further in. And, uh, after hearing rumours of the Vyraud dispatching elite guards to, uh, rectify the issue, we shall say, of Items, the uh, Crystal Elves actually sealed off the entrance to the Mithril Mines. For and, reasons? Uh, they did not wish for the uh, Firebird's guards to enter the Mithril Mines and slaughter them all for uh, excavating Fey Relics, as it were. You see, uh, um, uh, possession harbouring of fey, uh, fey items back in those days was, uh, is already forbidden, but back then it was forbidden by the flood of death. So to preserve themselves and their own cultures, they uh, decided to seal themselves in. And of course, with the long lifespan of elves, uh, it was seen as a, uh, a good strategy by them. So they've sealed themselves in now? No, 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 no. They did for quite some time. Uh, around about a hundred years or so later, the first settlers uh, realised that, or thought, that the Crystal elves would not leave the sealed mines. So they began to build shacks around, and these are the very shacks that you see around before you now. And eventually, a small settlement—this very settlement—was formed. A century passed, and finally, the uh, Crystal Elves unsealed the mines, and contact was established within uh, Menel. Uh, it was uh, not—it was not an easy time for anyone. But uh, in the two he- two hundred years that have passed since then, uh, um, Many of the elves, or well, well, at least some of the elves, are spotted out of the, of the mines and within Menel itself. And there are rumours that uh, that that various members of Menel are actually permitted inside the inside the Mithril mines to trade various items and minerals for inert crystals. Mm. Mm are yes. we are we able to go in anyone is able to uh, enter into the niferal Mines, whether or not one is permitted further access beyond the uh, top level that is the level where um play what happen for the for the B powered new Mine crystals well we will have to uh, make our case to the uh the leader of the crystal elves consent uh. Politicking. It is less politicking, Ivor, uh, than it is just letting them know that we know there is a large building within their minds that should not be there, and we uh, aim to remove it for them.
2: Mm, that may be so. I might lead that into your eloquent talk tactics. What's yeah, that? We will.
1: I'm going to point to the tank. <laughs> I don't know why, but I got such a sense of Matt Berry there. <laughs> that's all very well what's that? (laughs) I say (laughs) Uh, as you point to this large um, metal like basin you can see that there's various pipes leading up on the mountain itself and then more trays like around the like higher ends of the mountain so Amrish follows your gaze oh that yes that is that is the uh, water tank For the people of Menu, you see, they are quite ingenious. They realise that after heavy waterfall, or the changing of seasons, where the snow melts from the peaks of Menu, water cascades down. So they use these trays to catch the water, and it funnels them into these pipes. And I do believe they have various meshes and whatnot to filter out the sediment and other bacterium that may reside in the water. And they store it in this impeccably large tank
2: finest water in the world mountain water
1: it is it is and they store it here for for the entire time to use
0: I was going to say at this point can I just go you, you're not Bradley all oh, right? sorry Thank no you. I'm not
1: Bradley what the hell
0: <laughs> I just walk up to you later and just go back to the ground okay.
1: okay so yeah you guys are still following around the area um, at this point in time Amrius mm-hmm. Amrius is, as he sees fit, giving you enough, like, information about the actual village itself, and obviously about the metal tank for Ivak. So he's still walking, and you walk, you actually pass around the, um, pass around the tank itself, and following the roads, and as you do, he kind of gestures again to one of the sharks. Uh, I, you do recall a couple of seconds ago, a minute or so ago, I told you that the um, the elves occasionally trade their crystals for other minerals and whatnot. Yes. Yes. Well, tell me, dear boy, do you see anything uh, on the doors or next to the doors of these shops?
2: Yes. And yesterday, I saw them shining. There were cages. Yes. Yeah, so... Lots of light inside.
1: Yes. Well, one of the things that the cages contain are crystals uh, crystals that have not been yet turned into new mine crystals you see this is why we believe that the uh, crystal ales have some kind of power to transform the new mine uh, the crystals into new mine crystals and these white crystals when it becomes dark glow brightly
2: so they're like they're
1: just lamps basically <laughs> yes fireless lamps when you are, when one is surrounded by trees and when one's when, when, life is the trees and the woods, it would make sense not to uh, uh, endanger that.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a handy trick it. I would never, I would never belittle it. I, I do get confused, though. You say they can turn them into new mine crystals, but a new mine crystal doesn't necessarily mean lack of power. It can do many different things.
1: Yes, well, this is one of the uh, theories behind the new mind crystals. That a, uh, if a creature with a strong enough connection or familial trait to the uh, fae, the fae creatures, the fae realm, touches a potential new mind crystal, they may have the power to imbue it with this uh, with this fae energy. And uh, seeing as soon as fey energy is relatively chaotic it could result in numerous different forms such as the black new mine crystals, the pink new mine crystals, the blue new mine crystals. I believe it, it might actually just be a uh, look that generates them. Interesting.
2: I don't suppose you'd have anything to hand that I could read about such a thing in my pastime?
1: uh not. Not on myself, no. But uh, if you, if you remind me once we uh, make our way back to South Harbour, I believe that there will be a book in the library that uh, that has such information behind it.
2: I think I will do that. I, I thirst for a bit
1: of knowledge. Knowledge truly is the thing that if, that one should first of all. One will never be, uh, one will never be upset. Uh, and, discovering more for uh, knowledge.
2: Indeed, I think my first venture will be these new mines. I do find them rather
1: intriguing. They are very intriguing, yes, yes. It is a, it is a bone of contention that many scholars have not quite managed to uh, to unravel yet. However, as as we are delving into the mines where they are potentially exploited, we may discover more of them.
2: I will be a, a
1: disciple of learning. Information. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I was going to say, so, well, I to this point. You you overheard a fair amount of it, yes.
0: I'm just nodding like, yes, yes. Mm. Yes, I understand, definitely.
1: Fonts and knowledge.
0: <laughs> yes, yes.
1: So, I'm guessing you're all still following the path with Amrius. Yes. Rag, are you? Yes. Yeah, no problem. So as you pass around and you continue around the path... Sorry. um, You see that there is... At the very base, there is a a wooden structure. It is kind of like two logs and then a third log on top, and it seems to be bearing a fair amount of weight. And you realise... That this is actually a um, an entrance. Oh. On is this. Either... The mi- Say that again, sir? Is this to the mines? Uh, yes, yes, I do believe that this might actually be uh, towards the mine. It's uh, the entrance to the mines itself. Uh, if you look here and is time to approach the actual like entrance itself. He points to both sides, and there is a crystal embedded into the wall, and it gives off like a calming white light. If you see here we are, I believe we are, by right tracks, and entering in is probably our our best course of action. Well,
0: mm-hmm. lead on Ambrus, I'll follow
1: you. Mine! one does not need to speak, friend, and enter, one can just enter. I'm sorry, I've always wanted to do it. <laughs> that is quite alright. <laughs> there are tales, there are rumors of various dwarven minds where one must still riddles to even enter.
2: It's a strange compulsion, but I'm rather content now I've done such. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So. <clears throat> As you pass by the wooden structure, which is acting as the mine entrance, you notice that the rough path that you were following begins to almost immediately descend. But despite this sudden incline, there is still a fair amount of light that is given off by the numerous crystals that are embedded into the wall at various points each of them giving off kind of like an artificial harming white light, Um, as you look behind you at first you can still see daylight passing through just above you but as you all continue to plod through you can no longer see the entrance and all aspect of natural light has been extinguished and all that there is left is the artificial light of the crystals At first the crystals themselves seemed calming, but that was only whilst there was still sunlight passing through. With all sunlight gone and the artificial light being all that you see, it's almost slightly unsettling, it's unnatural. The sounds from above ground start fading as well. You can no longer hear the noises of the denizens of Menel and it fades out completely. The calls of the birds that you could previously hear along with the rustling of the trees, they all fade away too. Until eventually all that's left, the only noises that are permeating silence, are those of your footsteps. Just shuffling along and the occasional clank of your armour, and of course the occasional groan from shifting dirt above you as you continue heading further and further down. The air is still quite stale. But there does seem to be a slight breeze that seems to be leading you further downwards. You are still walking and each of you seems to have forgotten how long you've been in here for. Time seems to both expand and contract. It feels like you've only been here for minutes and yet at the same time, you are starting to forget already what the outside world even looks like, smells like, sounds like. You're unsure if you've been walking for minutes or hours. The wind picks up a bit more, still leading you further down, and as you begin to wonder if you will ever actually find an exit through this artificially brightly lit tunnel, you come out into a large, expansive, uh, single chamber cavern. the Maelstrom and the Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast Rollcast was JB as Ragnarok Coogan as Gregor the Last Gareth Ryan as Ivok Mylart, and Tom Crab as the DM Intro, midpoint and outro music were provided by JB Editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb As usual we'd like to thank the following for allowing us to use their music Adrian von Ziegler Alexander Nakalada, Darren Curtis Music, Kevin McCleod, Michael Gelfi Studios, Scott Buckley, Swordcoast Soundscapes, and The Seventh Midnight. Full links to all tracks used are in the episode description, so if you like what you heard, please check out these amazing artists. If you like what we do and you want to show your support, then check out our socials. Follow our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash cast that Follow and tweet at us on Twitter using the handle at CastThatRole, and subscribe to our YouTube channel using the handle at CastThatRole. You'll be able to get episode updates and random bits of lore and information on both Twitter and Facebook, and our YouTube page has all of our current episodes up in a visual format. Don't want to watch, but still want to listen? We got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcast platforms. I'd also like to personally thank everyone for being so patient with the delays to this episode, I found myself without internet for a month or so, so was unable to get this episode up on the planned date. That said, we do have a special, smaller episode coming out in a week, that's the 19th of April, which covers just what Bimit and Gregor got up to when they left the group, and episode 11, Rock You Like a Thunder Wave, releases on the 26th of April. Thank you all again for making it this far, we'll see you again for the next session. Bye. staring off as Amory's just like, what would you like to know about the past of this uh, this settlement and how it came to be? <laughs> oh, they're already walking away. <laughs> okay. Ivor, would you like to hear about the history of this settlement? Nah, it's okay. Just kind of, look straight at the camera, just blink once at the camera. Very, very well. Very very and we just make <laughs> our way through <from> the village. <laughs>
4: <laughs> There's some good Sorry. world
1: building here that you are missing out on, but nonetheless, <laughs> let just continue.
2: Sorry,
1: Sorry I, <laughs> and other I guess. Other people talk about. Sorry, I guess. Of course, I'd like to do <laughs> when other people talk about other podcasts and its great world building, it is only because one is allowed to talk about the world. <laughs>